Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 642, air date June 11th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadere. Good evening. I hope everyone's going well. Um, I want to talk about something uh, uh, in the series that I've been, you know, since for probably last year on the vaccine question, but I really want to get down to the heart of the vaccine issue so we don't get bamboozled by not only the establishment, but the not so obvious establishment like, um, you know, the Kennedys, the Clintons, uh, et cetera. Uh, because for far too long, the issue of medical freedom has been out there. However, the establishment loves to put people out there like the Kennedys to uh, essentially distract people. And that's what we're gonna talk about. And we're gonna talk about the fact that probably for the last 60 years, the Kennedys have monopolized the question of vaccines from John Kennedy to Ted Kennedy to, you know, uh, whatever his name is, Robbie Kennedy, et cetera. And in Massachusetts, we have a new Kennedy, Joe Kennedy, who wants to mandate vaccines. So we need to get to the heart of this issue because if we don't uh, eliminate all the layers and all the deception and go down to the truth of it, we're going to find out that we're gonna be misled for another generation. And this is what's been going on for the last 20 years with people like Bobby Kennedy, who's an absolute fake, who's been taking advantage of mothers and the people that follow him, you'll find out are typically extremely wealthy uh, people who basically wanna bow down a celebrity. But we're gonna go down to the heart of the issue today and we're gonna get down to the real essential um, a solution, but we're gonna also identify the real problem. As many of you know, that my training and what I've attempted to train people uh, globally, nationally, and locally is to look at a systems approach to understanding a problem. And by the way, we have people uh, checking in. So let me say, uh, hello, we have people from Kentucky. Hello, we have people from um, New York, Arkansas, Florida. Yes, Drain the Swamp, Texas, good to see you. Scotland uh, and people, um, it's great. Ohio, Texas, who else? Um, Las Vegas, Tennessee, Australia, Seattle, South Florida, wonderful, uh, UK, Seattle. I know Jen will be joining us also shortly uh, to help out. Uh, Texas, Toronto, who else do we have? Um, so uh, Alabama, uh, more people from Scotland. Hi, Adana, uh, who else? We just put people on. Texas, Alabama, Ohio, Vermont, Wyoming. Well, so we got, okay, so great, beautiful people joining us. Uh, Philippines, Westerly right here, Rhode Island, uh, Oregon, Georgia, Ireland, uh, Alberta, Canada, Dallas, Texas, Mission Viejo. Great to have all of you on. Columbia, South Carolina, Minnesota, Mississippi, Charlotte, and Puerto Rico, wonderful. Japan, that's wonderful. Ireland, um, Thailand, New Zealand, wow. All, globally, everyone. I guess it's a good time to do this, 9 p.m. So anyway, uh, it's great to have everyone on. So uh, again, what I wanna do first of all is I always focus and I try to um, uh, take a couple of minutes to let everyone know one of the commitments that I have as a part of my campaign for running for Senate is to educate people on the importance of taking a systems approach, which means connecting the dots. 
Because when you start connecting the dots is when we start finding the real problem and the real solution. Otherwise, it's really, really easy to get bamboozled. And the establishment, as I've talked about, is extremely clever. Whenever they see someone like myself, someone like the movement that we're creating, coming up bottoms up to being a real authentic movement, they literally will create and inject people to be the not so obvious establishment. In the case of the vaccine movement, what they have is they have, uh, you've had this boob like Bobby Kennedy around, and then he brought in other people to essentially take away um, uh, or distract attention from the global movement we were building for truth, freedom, and health, which was getting at the essence of the problem. So today we're gonna go back to that commitment to the essence of the problem and provide the real solution that we need to do to stop this forced vaccination, mandated vaccination model. Um, as most of you know, you know, my run for United States Senate is not just some run to be, frankly, a stupid senator. You know, it's not, it was never my interest. My interest was actually to have a, a much more of a profound, uh, hopefully influence in changing the world uh, through education and um, educating you in particular. That's what I enjoy being a catalyst uh, through education. So as a part of that educational catalyst, if you go to shivaforsenate.com, everyone should take a moment. If you're on uh, listening to this, go to shivaforsenate.com because we're going to spend a little bit of time today going through my Health Rights Act. The Health Rights Act, I'll, we'll come back to this, but if you go to the website and you go over to where it says about and you click on platform, I have my platform here. One of the important parts of the platform, which everyone can see right on top is called Read Now, and you can go and download this PDF anywhere in the world. You're welcome to download it, print it. Um, it's copyright free. But you will notice that one of the essence of this campaign is that the revolution to win our future for truth, freedom, and health uh, demands that we uh, futurize our infrastructure. We'll talk about this. Infrastructure is a key to get to um, um, real health. Um, as a part of this platform, one of the things I've done, which we're going to spend today's session on is really to talk about the health rights act that I'm proposing. It's really the solution to really combat the nonsense of forced and mandated vaccines. And we're going to go through this. I've made, I've actually, you know, long before I got into the Senate, I've actually put together a bill right here. And then there's actually a video here that everyone should go through that really explains the immune system. So this is right here, shivaforsenate.com slash health slash rights, uh, I'm sorry, health dash rights dash act. And we'll come back to this. Um, before I go there, and we'll come back to that, is that I want people to recognize that our run for US Senate is, is as I said, to really educate people on a systems approach to understanding the body. So what that means is if you go to the website and you go right to the front page, if everyone can go there, uh, you'll notice that one of the key things, many of you who follow me often will know this, I've already signed up for this, but we need people to support our campaign. Ours is a bottoms up campaign, but one of the things that I'm committed to doing is when people support us, it's not just taking people's money, but when people donate to us, one of the key things that we want to do is to support you because you've made a commitment to our campaign uh, for truth, freedom and health is I want to educate people on what is a system and what is real change look like. We got to go back to the roots of it. What is a system? Everyone uses the word system. The system is rigged or the healthcare system, the transportation system. Well, this book, it'll take about a couple of hours to read, but, but it'll, it's really a distillation about 40 years of knowledge that I make very accessible. You don't 
have to have gone to MIT. You don't have to have gone to college. Anyone can follow this book. I make it easy to understand, but you will actually understand the core principles of a system and you will understand what is change to systems. And then you'll also see that these principles can be used to your body and you can apply that in a laboratory I've created called Acts, uh, Your Body, Your System. And so if you're in the United States, you, you support our campaign, you'll get access to both of these. However, if you're outside of the US, some people have said, hey, I want that Your Body, Your System tool and I still want access to the book. So you can just go to Your Body, Your System and you can get access to the, the technology as well as uh, the book. But what this tool allows you to do is to apply those principles in the book to understand that the universe is composed of three forces, the forces of transport, the forces of conversion, the forces of storage. And these are in everything, your computer, your thermostat, your body, an airplane, everywhere. And you can answer a set of questions to understand the state of your body system. Every Everybody is a different kind of system. Some people are Ferrari, some people are SUVs, some people are F-14 fighter jets, some people are cargo planes, okay? It depends on your body type. And then this helps you figure out how you are deviated or disturbed from where you're supposed to be through a different set of questions. And by the way, this disturbance can occur every day, every week, every month, every instant. And then the tool actually helps you discover how you yourself can direct yourself back to you by changing inputs, as we call in control system theory. The inputs could be food, the inputs, the inputs could be you know, exercise, the inputs, the inputs could be who you hang around with, the inputs could be um, you know, particular supplements. So I encourage everyone to take advantage of this tool because what you're talking about is a way, in a very practical way, uh, instead of having to attend MIT or take an engineering systems course, you can learn all this um, on your own uh, from a theoretical standpoint, as well as from a practical standpoint, okay? So today, as a title of the uh, talk, many of you know, you may have seen uh, online, uh, you know, as a title of the talk, here's to show you is that today's talk is really about um, how do we actually, uh, um, you know, address this issue of forced vaccines? How do we actually address that issue? How do we actually solve it? Um, and this is something that's becoming much, much more important because with the coronavirus fear mongering that took place, as many of the videos you can go see on truthfreedomhealth.com, that I've really led the way to articulate the fact that the entire fear mongering hoax organized by the CDC, the WHO, the Clintons, the, the Fauci's, the Gateses, the Zuckerbergs, the global elite of the medical establishment was, was done in collusion with Wall Street, in collusion with Hollywood, in collusion uh, with the Chinese Communist Party was actually done to ensure that we kept a fake economy running, destroyed small business owners, and created an environment where we could push mandated medicine. That's the first tweet I put out nearly three months ago and really started this conversation about what was this coronavirus fear-mongering about. But as predicted, as I predicted where we're at right now, the goal is to mandate medicine, particularly forced vaccinations, using the fear of, wait a minute, there's going to be the second wave. So what I want to talk about is what we need to do to get ready to fight and to win. This Kennedy fellow, Bobby Kennedy fellow, is a loser. Wherever he goes, he loses. Wherever he goes, I repeat, he loses. For 15 years, he's supported the Democratic Party like the Clintons. He's endorsed Hillary Clinton three times 
who's pro-vaccine. He on his own mounts out of his mouth has said, I am emphatically pro-vaccine. That's what Robbie Kennedy has said. And he has said, I also want to ensure full vaccination for all. Let me repeat that again. So no one gets fooled by this fellow because he is part of the establishment. That's what we're going to learn that the Kennedys from him to Joe Kennedy, to Ed, Ted Kennedy, to John Kennedy have all been part of pro-vaccine legislation. And it's time we get rid of that by going to the source, which is a 1962 Vaccination Act. We need to eliminate, we need to repeal that act. And that's what the Health Rights Act solution I put forward. And that decision that I come to or that strategy or that analysis is not coming from because I just, um, you don't want to expose the Kennedys because uh, for the fact that here's Robbie Kennedy says he's against vaccines, but then you find out he's actually pro-vaccine is endorsed Hillary Clinton, who's pro-vaccine and bedded with Bill Gates like this three times. But the reality is it goes back to fundamental science. Separate from being a Miss uh, Chicago says, how do we protest this? Well, we are organizing the first, first of its kind worldwide, you know, strategically, the campaign to repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. We will be meeting Monday, June 15th, which is coming up in about four days, on the steps of the Massachusetts State House, and then we're gonna be doing a march. But our goal is end, stop force vaccinations. We must end the fascism, we must end the racism, we must fight for America, we must fight for humanity. And, and, and the way to do that is not dilly-dallying around, not dicking around with these uh, let state legislators. All of them are corrupt. And that's what the establishment's model is. All of us in each of the state legislatures go fight with our state legislatures. No, the vaccination issue is a federal issue. It started as a federal issue. It's still a federal issue. They want to divide and conquer us by having us go. Exactly. As Inara just said, repeal the 1962 Health Act. That's the leadership that I'm offering. This leadership is not coming from the foolish Kennedys because they are part of it. That's part of their legacy. And that's what that's what we're going to go over right now. OK, so uh, as we go there, I want to arm you with some science first, because my position on this comes from science. And when you take a scientific, this is why I was able, I was the first guy to call out Fauci. No one else called him out because I have the scientific wherewithal to see the fraud that he was. After I did it, then these opportunists like the Kennedys, uh, whatever the other people that he got involved, the uncle, you know, the uncles that he got involved came in to basically seize control of the truth, freedom and health movement we had unleashed. So he's a complete fraud. That's what he is. And it's time we let go of the Kennedys and we build up our own bottoms up movement if we want to stop forced vaccinations. Because wherever this loser Kennedy goes, he loses, loses, loses. And then now he's doing a PR campaign because I've exposed him. So let's go to the details of this. And let me start by, by going over some science. Uh, all of you, if you get the science, you don't need me anymore. You yourselves can articulate the importance of this you yourselves can become leaders in your own community. So let's go to the science. So in order to do that, you know, I have a couple of slides that I want to share with you today. Let me bring this up. Uh, so let's go here. So let's go to the science here, okay? Um, okay, let's go here. All right. So First, many of you uh, know that there are 
two aspects of the immune system, okay? At least in the conventional theory that was a basis of vaccines, okay? So before um, starting around 1960, which is the same science that's being used today, um, and as one of the you know world-renowned people uh, without hyperbole in the field of the immune system and the field of personalized and precision medicine, what I can tell you authoritatively is that the entire science, the fake science, the archaic science on a good day that's being used to justify vaccines comes from a science that's right now about 60 to 150 years old. So I wanna review that with you. What is that science? Well, the old science was based on a two box model of the immune system, okay? That there were two boxes. So what were those two boxes? Well, those two boxes were this, okay? And those two boxes were um, the innate and the adaptive immune system. So in this concept of the immune system, um, the uh, about 1960s, uh, people based on work that was done in 1915, so it was about 45 years before that, people came to the conclusion that there was a two box model of the immune system. One of those was called the innate immune system. And the innate immune system is a part of your immune system, which is what's called a non-specific or first line of defense. So when a virus or a pathogen or a fungus parasite comes to you, okay, particularly take the viruses and the, and the bacteria, the theory of that is that your innate immune system, which is really located in your eyes, in your mucous membranes, in your nose, your gut, your mouth, your skin, um, your pores, your ears, this is where it first comes into the first line of contact with these pathogens. Well, that innate immune system is your first line of defense. And like having a bunch of Marines, uh, it includes uh, cells like neutrophils and macrophages. And these essentially start firing everywhere to try to take us, take that pathogen out, okay? And the theory is that once that system kicks in, the next system is a sharpshooter system known as the adaptive system or the specific system which produces antibodies. So in this model of the immune system that uh, is a basis of modern uh, basis of vaccine, you have these two systems, okay? And it looks like this. So the innate immune system is the stuff, as I mentioned, your skin, your cough, your tears, your mucosal layer, your stomach acid, it involves these cells, the phagocytes, monocytes, macrophages, neutrophils, NK cells, and dendritic cells. This is your innate immune system, those Marines that just go try to take out any kind of thing. Separate from that is the adaptive immune system, which is the other system that kicks in when it attempts to uh, sharpshoot out the particular um, uh, pathogen using by, by creating what they call an antibody, using T cells, there's three of them, and B lymphocytes, B cells, okay? So, and these are the features of the innate uh, immune system. The innate, if you look in this column, is immediate. You know, it's primitive and it's broad. It's very fast, the kinetics. Um, duration is short, it has no memory. It's unspecific versus the adaptive immune system is highly specific. It produces an antibody. It can regulate itself as higher potency. It's slow, but it lasts, it amplifies and it lasts for a longer time. This is the thing that creates antibodies, okay? A diagrammatic way of looking at this, which I've talked before, is this is how the old compartment model was, okay? Two compartments, pathogen comes in, this is the innate immune system, which we've talked about over here, okay? And then after this attempts to take out the virus, 
you have your adaptive immune system, all right? So that was a notion of the immune system that is based on the, what I call the old science, which is still the science that is used today as a fundamental basis of creating vaccines. And I'll explain what I mean by that. In that system, what they have conjectured is that if you want to protect the body uh, or you want to create vaccines, what you do is you simply, you know, circumvent the innate immune system and you stick a needle in to um, stimulate the adaptive immune system. That's what we're talking about. So remember, in the natural course of things, if you uh, had chicken pox and you sneezed on someone or um, someone else had some um, uh, measles and they came and sneezed on you, whatever the interaction was, it would go through your innate immune system, even in this wrong two box model. And then over time, your body will build antibodies. And the concept of vaccines, we're not going through the eyes and mucus, we're directly injecting it into the skin. And we're hoping for an immune response by the creation of antibodies. Okay, so just get that clear. Now, about back about four or five months ago, as someone who's, I was invited um, uh, to a very, to give the keynote or distinguished lecture, just to give you what, you know, not every Tom, Dick and Harry gets invited to give a distinguished or prestige lecture, but I was invited to give the distinguished prestige lecture, given I'm an authority on the immune system um, at one of the most important institutions in the United States, it's called the United States National Science Foundation, NSF Center. And so I was asked to give a talk on a modern um, theory of the immune system. Um, some of you may know my PhD at MIT is in a field called biological engineering, separate from the other uh, three degrees as part of the four degrees I got from MIT in engineering systems. But my degree was really um, using the computer to create a new technology to model molecular pathways on the computer so we could eliminate the need for animal testing. But for my thesis work, at least 50% of my thesis was modeling a very important part of the immune system known as the interferon system. We're going to talk about that. But fundamentally, um, the other thing that I'm known for in the world is also being one of the leaders in personalized and precision medicine, meaning one size does not fit all medicine, finding the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So what you see here is this model of the immune system is absolutely, at best it's old, you know, at worst, it's fake science, all right? But this is what is still used uh, to promote vaccines. So when we look at this model, um, this is the two model, uh, what I call the current model of the immune system. One of the things that I did for my PhD work is I also did a lot of work on a system that is a missing link between the interferon and the adaptive system. It's known as the interferon system. Now the interferon system sits between the innate and the adaptive. Well, what is the interferon system? Well, the interferon system is a system that uh, was discovered around the 50s, 60s, that what they noticed when, a, uh, when they injected a rabbit with a virus, guess what? That rabbit created, uh, was also um, uh, immune to other viruses. Let me explain that. So they noticed that when they injected a rabbit with a particular virus, that in the surrounding area that that rabbit was also um, uh, uh, could inhibit other viruses, not the virus that it was given. And so this led to people discovering that when the body gets a virus, it actually creates molecules that interfere with other viruses. These were known as interferons, separate from antibodies, 
separate from the one box, the uh, innate system. In fact, the recent discoveries have shown that the interferon system, listen to this very carefully, upregulates, upregulates thousands of other genes, okay? That protect your body in ways that we don't fully understand against other viruses. So in many ways, what it appears to be is that the interferon system that nature gave us at to get a virus, but then protect us against thousands of other viruses, okay? Beyond just the antibodies. And I, I you know, my research work uh, involved uh, study of the interferon system, uh, the, the mechanical pathways, modeling it and really understanding it. So if you look here, let me go back here. Uh, I wanna share this with you. What you'll notice here is that the interferon system consists of the following subsystems, okay? The interferon system is a response that establishes what's called transcription memory, which means it too has memory separate from antibodies. Up until the discovery of interferons, people just thought, oh, only antibodies are needed. Over 1,000 genes are upregulated after the initial, initial stimulation of a virus, and it prepares the immune system for future attacks. And there are three different types of interferons, type one interferons. These provide the innate system a response against viruses, okay? There's type two interferons which stimulate anti-inflammatory response, very important to modulate the immune system. And then interferon gamma, that's what that symbol is, which orchestrate innate and adaptive mucosal response. And at a very high level, uh, this is uh, the work that I did for my PhD work based on the work of Taniguchi. But what you see here is this outer circle. Imagine this is a cell wall of one of your cells, the inner circle is a nuclear um, um, a nucleus. When a virus comes in, that's what this virus is injecting, it's uh, trying to get into your cell. When it gets in, a, a set of reactions takes place. This is called interferon regulatory factors at the genetic level, and your body creates interferon beta. That's all you need to know, this first step right here. Um, this one, two step right here, your body creates interferon beta. And interferon beta is extremely powerful to signal either the same cell or a nearby cell that, hey, I've been infected, get ready. That's what, so your body creates interferon beta in response to a virus. Again, this is separate from the innate system, separate from the adaptive. And then based on that, the second phase is your body says, oh, cell A has been um, infected. So I am going to then go through a series of reactions and create this thing called IRF7, okay? It's step number two. So when the next virus infects that neighboring cell, guess what happens? Your body creates a cascade of interferon alpha and beta. So let me just make that simply clear. So your body, separate from the innate system, the interferon system is waiting for a virus to attack, and then that virus creates interferon beta, which goes to a nearby virus and says, hey, Bill, I've been uh, Bob over there has been infected by a virus, get ready. And so when that interferon beta hits that neighboring cell, which has not been infected, it gets ready by creating this chemical called interferon seven. So when a virus hits it, it does what's called a nuclear attack by releasing not only beta and alpha, which are very important to take out that virus. So the interferon system is extremely, extremely important, which by the way, is not talked about uh, because by the way, a lot of uh, medical doctors unfortunately don't study this, okay? And this is a problem with medical school. They don't really study the immune system. So what I did for my PhD thesis was looked at those four systems, the interferon signaling mechanism, the virus infection, and I literally used the technology I created, Cytosol, put them all together, 
and mathematically modeled it. And what we were able to show was the, the purple here is the creation of interferon beta, the, the blue is the creation of interferon alpha. And if you look closely, first interferon beta comes in and then alpha. And interesting enough, this matches beautifully with clinical data, all right? So what the net of what I'm trying to share with you is that this technology was extremely powerful or my PhD work in showing the power of the interferon system. But more importantly, what it led to is something even more profound. It led to really recognizing that we need to take a systems approach to biology beyond looking at just the innate and the adaptive system. And that led to uh, my realizing that there are many subsystems involved in, in uh, the immune system beyond just those two box models. And those two box, the, and that involves this. So this is a much more holistic, um, a much more holistic uh, idea of the immune system. So it's not just the innate and the adaptive. And this was the research that I presented at the National Science Foundation, which everyone frankly uh, was very appreciative of. And I'll tell you why, because what you're seeing here is you have the innate system, you have the adaptive system, you have this very powerful interferon system, but you also have the gut microbiome, all those amazing bacteria in your gut. You all, and you have about six, you know, uh, sorry, 30 trillion, um, of the uh, 60 trillion of, of bacteria in your gut. You also have another 380 trillion viruses all throughout your body. And these systems interact to your neural system, which is your brain through the gut brain axis. So this, what I'm sharing with you is a much more comprehensive view of the entire, um, of the entire, um, uh, you know, immune system. But when you look at a pathogen, the idea is in the normal mode, your body's supposed to be exposed, your interferon system kicks, kicks in plus all those other systems. But here we're taking a vaccine and just sticking it into the adaptive system. We're circumventing all these other powerful systems. So my point here is from a scientific perspective, this, the research I've done and the research that I present at the Science Foundation said, it your body is waiting to be, uh, exposed to these viruses, it then gets stronger through a process called resilience to fight other viruses, not just the virus that you got, and your gut bacteria are altered, your gut brain access is differentiated in all systems we don't fully know. But the point is that the body was designed to receive pathogens and get stronger. Now, everyone's immune system can be different of different strengths. If you've taken care of your body, you get the right vitamins, as I've talked about vitamin A, D and C and zinc, and you're eating properly, um, and by and large, your genetics are good, you're gonna have a pretty healthy immune system. So when someone sneezes on you, maybe you have the sniffles, you get sick, but your body gets stronger with each of those interactions. And that's how this is supposed to work. Then you have people who are immunocompromised, right? That's a different spectrum of people. People whose bodies, maybe they smoke, maybe they're obese, maybe they're depressed. Those bodies' immune systems are weakened and those bodies' immune systems are dysfunctional. So when a pathogen comes, as in this diagram, the one of these systems overreacts because any one of these boxes can be compromised and the body overreacts. And as I've talked about over and over again, it is a dysfunctional immune system that doesn't attack the virus per se. It attacks the tissues where that virus goes and uh, collocates with, hangs out with. And so in the case of Ebola, your body 
you know, overreacts and attaches your arterial endothelial, you start bleeding from inside. In the case of coronavirus, it goes and attacks your lung epithelial and people start getting fluid buildup in the lungs, et cetera. So, but what you see from this diagram is this is my research work, which was uh, accepted and presented at the National Science Foundation, which gives a much more comprehensive view of the immune system. But one of the most important things that comes out of this is that one size does not fit all. What do I mean by that? One size does not fit all means that the immune system, your immune system is different than my immune system. That to think that everyone should be all um, getting the exact same vaccines, the same medicines makes no sense. It's basically the notion that, uh, that uh, we wanna give the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And that's called personalized medicine. So if you think about the complexity of the immune system and you realize that each one of us is uniquely different, to impose on everyone given this complexity that everyone should get the exact same medicine makes no sense because some people maybe have been exposed to things, other people have not been exposed to things and everyone is differential, right? Everyone has a different set of immunity uh, based on how um, the environment that they were exposed to. So what this research showed fundamentally is this, that the two box model of the immune system, just the innate and the adaptive is, if you wanna give them a pass, it's old science. If you wanna give them, if you wanna not be that kind, you can call it fake science. This system is the reality, much closer to the reality of what's going on with your immune system. But one of the most important things that comes out of this is that your body is different than my body. Everyone is a unique person. So this comes to the heart of this. You know, if I were to say that everyone should be getting the same pharmaceuticals, that doesn't make sense. Everyone should be eating the same food. That doesn't make sense. Everyone should be eating the same spices. That doesn't make sense. In fact, the modern um, systems biology, which I was one of the first graduates out of MIT, what the philosophy and the science that's showing is that it's called personalized and precision medicine. One size does not fit all. What we really need is the right medicine for the right person at the right time. In fact, if you go back thousands of years ago, you know, as I've shared with you, my grandmother practiced a traditional system of medicine where she would observe you, your face. She would figure out your particular needs. And then she would figure out what were the right foods. Uh, thank you, Karen. I feel like I'm in a college lecture. Love, love, love the educational info she shares with us. Thank you. You're welcome. Look, um, God has given me a gift, fortunately, and and. Uh, all the great work that my teachers and other people did, you know, gave me the fortune in this country to learn a lot. So I just feel it as an honor to share this with you and to articulate that. But what you really find out is that fundamentally, whether you go back a thousand years to the system of medicine my grandmother practiced, she would observe your face and understand your particular body type. She would formulate a set of herbs for you, give you particular massage that was for you, give you particular yoga exercises for you. And that's um, you know, when I finished my PhD in systems biology, I took two years off, went back to MIT. And as I've shared with you um, before, um, I realized that the entire system of Indian medicine was a personalized and precision system, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And that is why I, I feel really um, grateful and honored to be able to share with everyone. One of the one of the discoveries that came out of that was my creation of this other tool, which was um, uh, literally this uh, thing that I've shared with you,
called Your Body, Your System, and the book System and Revolution. So again, I can't overemphasize, everyone should take advantage of this because you will really start understanding the body as a system. And then if you go to Your Body, Your System, you don't have to run all the way to India and meet a guru or a, a wise person. This is in many ways, I've democratized that these set of questions like my grandmother did will help you figure out you, that's why we call it Be Happy, Be You. Find your particular body, figure out how you're deviated from it, and then help you figure out what are the right foods and things for you. Again, it's a tool. You should obviously, this is not medical advice, but it's a tool that helps you apply these systems principles. So the fundamental view here is each one of us needs something different. So now just step back and think about vaccines. So in 1962, let's go back to that. In 1962, um, it was a year before the measles vaccine was to create, it was about uh, five or 10 years after the polio vaccine. And at that time, uh, the notion was, oh my God, we need to start vaccinating everyone to protect them against these pathogens. Va vaccines are the only way. Forgetting, forgetting this very in important point, 98% of measles, 98% of measles was exterminated before the creation of the measles vaccine is 1963, 98%. Of, of that uh, of that disease, why? Because in the 1900s, the American working class rose up like we need to do, fought for basic rights, fought for sanitation, fought for better nutrition, fought for vitamin A, fought for ending child labor, fought for clean water, clean air, clean food, because the factory workers in the late 1800s were treated like dirt. Those American workers rose up in, in, in the 1900s, um, Infectious disease rates were around 14 to 40 out of 100,000 people, very high. But by the 1950s, because of all those sanitation, hygiene, they had fallen, and vitamin A, very important, and good nutrition, probably the most important, those infectious disease rates had follow, fallen by nearly 95 to 98%, in the case of measles, 98%. So that's something important to remember. It was infrastructure. So the, as I've said before, the sanitation worker and the plumber did a lot more for infectious diseases and the pharmacist and the doctor, okay? So by 1962, uh, that was forgotten. And what was pushed forward was vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And a fellow by the name of John Kennedy um, signed into law the 1962 Vaccination Act, okay? Remember that date, 1962 Vaccination Act. Now. That Kennedy, I call it the, you know, it was the Kennedy 1962 Vaccination Act, signed by him. And that act basically created, you know, uh, the org organs of power within the CDC, which is what we are imposed under, which basically started creating policy. They were empowered to create guidelines for vaccines at the federal level, which the states uh, were encouraged to take on. But that's where it started. It started with John Kennedy the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act, 1962 Kennedy, Kennedy Vaccination Act, okay? Then people notice after this act went in, you know, the guidelines came out, vaccines were becoming prevalent everywhere. By 1986, about 24 years later, guess what? There were lots and lots of people suing the vaccine manufacturers for vaccine injury, thousands and thousands of lawsuits you know, tens, 20, hundreds per day were being filed. And as a part of that, um, the government, the lobbyists 
the lawyers in collusion with Big Pharma. In fact, many of the so-called anti-vaccine people today, and you know who you are, collaborated with Big Pharma, collaborated with the government, collaborated with the lawyers, and um, another Kennedy led, uh, this is Ted Kennedy, okay? So this is why I'm saying the Kennedys have a rich history of being pro-vaccine. Ted Kennedy led a, another uh, act, another law called the National Vaccine Injury Program with Orrin Hatch and Waxman, but he was a Senate leader. And this act created the vaccine courts. And what it did was it indemnified, which means protected the vaccine manufacturers, which means you and I, if, if your child got hurt, could not sue the vaccine manufacturers. Just think about that, okay? That's what happened. Brought to you by Ted Kennedy, the brother, the youngest brother of John Kennedy. And this is no coincidence. They're trying to protect their brother's legacy because they're the Kennedys love vaccines. Okay? So Ted Kennedy gets passed and Reagan didn't want to sign this. It was shoved very cleverly in another bill, which had some very good features. And that, and that was what was passed, brought to you by Ted Kennedy, which created the vaccine courts, which basically said in, in case of death, only you could only get back $250,000 of your child. All right? Brought to you by Ted Kennedy, 1986. Instead of getting rid of the 1962 Vaccination Act, of the Kennedy Vaccination Act, they put another big Band-Aid, which protected big pharma. That was a 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program brought to you by Ted Kennedy. So what did it do? It basically kept things as status quo and put another layer of protection to protect big pharma. Then since then, what's happened is, you know, um, uh, they threw a few bones to people at the state level. Some people got religious exemptions and medical exemptions, et cetera. And then uh, that, which by the way, was another band-aid. instead of getting rid of the 1986 and 62 act, a lot of the left Democrats collaborated with the establishment Republicans. And they said, Oh, we'll give you a little few bones. We'll give you some medical exemptions and religious exemptions. Okay. When they should have taken away the 86 act, when they should have taken away the 1962 act. That's really the heart of the problem. And then you have stupid, really, not only stupid, very insidious people like Robbie Kennedy, who needs to be fully exposed. And I started doing that. And then he lied, called me a vaccine manufacturer. I'm in bed with Bill Gates, complete freaking liar. That's why I've sued him. We filed a lawsuit. So, which my lawyers are taking care of, by the way. So, but the bottom line is that instead of repealing the 1962 Vaccination Act, Instead of getting rid of the 1986, you know, vaccine program, what does Booby Kennedy do? And he's on video. You can go to it right here. I'm going to go to it right now. So this is this is in his own words. So everyone is absolutely clear what this fool is really about because that's what he is. Robert Kennedy's a total fool, okay? And he's a liar, and he needs to be completely exposed for what he is. He and he has everything is done is in reaction to my leadership, which has been exposing his lies. So if everyone wants to go to rfkexposed.com, people should take time to go there right now. If you go to rfkexposed.com, which is this wonderful site that we exposed after he lied about me, big liar, because I was exposing him, and you'll see this wonderful video. This is what he says. I want to say it emphatically. 
I am pro-vaccine. I have been fiercely pro-vaccine. I believe that we ought to have policy that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let me play it for you. Here it is. Minister Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American and vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I am. I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. All right. So if anyone is foolish enough to support this fool, this misleader, go do it. Go do it. But get out of the way of the real movement, which wants to eliminate forced vaccination, mandated vaccinations. What Booby Kennedy wants, and this is why he's such a criminal, is that, and he's a misleader, is he wants to promote vaccine safety. This is what the liberal Democrats always do. Everything is about safety. We want to protect your child. Well, you know what? They created DSS. They could come in and they could take away your child. And that's now a half a trillion dollar industry because they want to be protect your child. Elizabeth Warren supports, oh, we want to protect you from the bank, bank, banks. Well, they created Dodd-Frank. You know what it did? It, it created a massive organization, which actually helped big banks and destroyed 2000 small banks. Safety. The liberal elite who are the most racist always talk about protecting you. That's what Booby Kennedy's up to. And that's why he's so insidious. And when our movement for truth, freedom and health, when I started putting out all the videos, he found two other idiots and he promoted them. All right. That's what Robert Kennedy's about. But so Robert Kennedy is in the line of John Kennedy, is in the line of Ed Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, and is in the line of what he's talking about to create a regulatory body, another band-aid in the government, so they could further control your body. Well, here's the bottom line from a science perspective. Your body and my body are unique. What you need, you should decide in collaboration with your healthcare practitioner. They should, the government should not be involved in it. Why? Because from a scientific perspective, the human immune system is extremely complex. To impose a child should get 35 different vaccines, 70 doses, God knows what the interactions are, is not only criminal. And to say we're gonna figure out the safety, I'm sorry, Booby Kennedy is a foolish lawyer. He knows nothing about science. He's as bad as Bill Gates. In fact, remember, he endorsed Hillary Clinton, not once, not twice, not three times. So all of you mothers who wanna bow down to Robert Kennedy, go do it, but get out of our way because you're supporting a racist fellow because Robert Kennedy does not want this skin color and people like me leading a movement is as though only the white liberal elites can, can lead the medical freedom movement. He's a, he's a freaking racist because he has followed a policy of trying to keep outsiders out where he will own it. Well, he will try to think that he's going to control the entire discourse. That is why we in Massachusetts, which has been the center of the Kennedy monopoly, John Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, Joe Kennedy. And now you have Joe Kennedy III, as though their royalty is running for office against me. I'm running against three white liberal lawyers, one Democratic stuff, rhino and liberals, okay? But I'm one of you. It's not about being dark. It's about I represent dark matter. Dark matter meaning all of us who are left out, who are the forgotten people. I came from working class people, you did. These people will not fight for you. 
You deserve someone like me who got all those degrees for you, who got all that education, who got all the science, yet foolish people follow Robert Kennedy. You have to be actually stupid to follow this guy. Wake up. This guy knows no science. He comes from an elitist family. His entire family is pro-vaccine. John Kennedy created the National Vaccine Act. It's a Kennedy Vaccination Act. Ted Kennedy supported Big Pharma. And Booby Kennedy wants to create safe vaccines to create another regulatory body. And he is pro-vaccine. And his nephew here in Massachusetts, who has already $50 million in the bank, a 38-year-old kid, never has worked for it because of his Kennedy inheritance, also wants to vaccinate everyone. That is why Monday, June 15th, we're calling an end to this. We're not going to dilly-dally around, dick around with these stupid, stupid state legislators. That's what Booby Kennedy has done. We're going to take this to a federal level. This is about repealing the 1962 Vaccination Act. You're talking to an engineer. You're talking to someone who solves problems. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not here to waste time. We need to go at that act. We need to go right at that Death Star's one point and blow it up. And that is a 1962 Vaccination Act. It needs to be blown up. And all of you who, who want to go dilly-dally around with these state legislators, you're not going to get anywhere. They're all corrupt. And that's what Booby Kennedy's about. It was because of me we won New Jersey. And all the people I inspired to rise up, we said, we need to build a bottoms-up movement. Bobby Kennedy came and he walked around. We walked around 100 times around the building. He did one little walk. Bug tree, complete fraud. These people were telling, we need to beg to legislators. You know why? Because they're your liberals who are part of the problem. Where you and I come from, we don't have time to screw around. We're fighters. These people are not fighters. So if you want to win, you got to go to the heart of the problem. And the heart of the problem goes to science. And that science is everyone's body is unique. And the 1962 Vaccination Act was created on fake science. So I'm going to share with you the real solution. And all of you need to get behind Dr. Shiva's My Health Rights Act. And it's directly in opposition to the Kennedy 1962 Vaccination Act. That's how we're going to win. We're not going to win by dicking around with guys like Robert Kennedy. He's a fake. He's a misleader. And he needs to be swept aside. He needs to go live in Malibu. He needs to screw around how many ever Hollywood people he wants to do. But he needs to get the hell out of the way. It's time that everyday people, the people who actually work hard, the scientists like myself, lead. Not these idiots. So let's go to my uh, act and let's go right into the heart of it, okay? Because this solution we put out there, we haven't heard any, anything from. Uh, by the way, these guys steal all my stuff. You know, I put out the science. I'm the one who exposed Fauci. They steal it and try to take control, try to get views, and, and they make money off their views, et cetera. We don't do that here. All my information, we go direct to you and we share it with you. So I want everyone to follow along. If you're at home, please take time right now uh, to go to Shiva for Senate. And on the bottom, you'll see it says about and platform. And I'm gonna walk you through the platform here, okay? And the platform we're gonna focus on, we have the Citizen Science Act, by the way, that's for truth. Digital rights are for freedom. But today we're gonna focus on health. Here's the Health Rights Act. When I looked at this, I figured out what the real problem is. So I'm gonna walk you through the bill, okay? This is a bill, I'm gonna read each part of it, okay? So everyone, and can really, really get your teeth into it because everyone needs to be finally, truly educated, not bamboozled. So let's talk about it right here, okay? What does it say? It says, 
an act. It's called the Health Rights Act, an act to restore the healthcare provider-patient relationship. Sovereignty, I'm talking about we need to eliminate this thing of top-down medicine. You have a right to have your direct relationship with your healthcare provider. So this is to restore the healthcare provider-patient's relationship sovereignty, to deliver modern, personalized, one-size-does-not-fit-all medicine interventions for advancing immune health and resilience, and to eliminate the undue intervention of said sovereignty by the federal government, all right? This is about freedom. So let's go through this. Whereas the 19, by the way, I'm putting together bills before I'm even in, in Senate. That's the kind of people you need. Whereas the 1962 vaccination, uh, vaccine, vaccination Act signed by John F. Kennedy, Kennedy created the federal vaccine program. Remember that, this is where it all started. This is a root cause. Whereas the development and passage of the 1962 Vaccination Assistance Act was based on an embryonic science and understanding of the immune system, which today is widely understood to be outdated over 60 to 100 years old. That's what I wanted to first put in. The science is old when that was done. Whereas the science at the time of the 1962 Vaccination Act was ignorant to our current understanding of the complexity of the immune system, its interconnectedness, as well as the impact of an individual's personal genetics and epigenetics affecting the efficacy, toxicity, safety, side effects of specific medical interventions such as vaccines. Next, whereas the time of the, at the time of the 1962 Vaccine Act, uh, Vaccination Act was ignorant to our current understanding of the potential toxicities, side effects, and safety issues resulting from the combination of multiple and simultaneous medical interventions such as combinations of vaccines. This could be drugs too. Whereas the 1962 Vaccination Act created the immunization branch today known as the National Center for Immunization Respiratory Diseases, NCIRD, of the Communicable Disease Center, today known as the CDC, um, whereas the 1962 Vaccination Act created the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, ACIP, whereas both NCIRD and ACIP, created by the 1962 Vaccination Act, have had dual and conflicting roles. Listen to this. So they created two organizations, one roles for both marketing of vaccines, which means pushing them, adoption and proliferation, as well as safety. So think about this. They created two organizations, okay? The vaccine, the Kennedy Vaccine Act created these two organizations. One is supposed to sell them and the other is supposed to be concerned about safety. Total bullshit, total bullshit, okay? That's what Kennedy, uh, Kennedy brought you, total bullshit. I'm sorry. This is what really took place. This is the truth. Whereas, so that's about the Kennedy Vaccine Act. Now let's go to 1986, another Kennedy. Whereas the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, introduced by Representative Axman and co-sponsored by Senator Edward M. Kennedy, has delivered unwarranted indemnification, which means protecting the vaccine companies, to vaccine manufacturers and healthcare providers, resulting in a failed and inherently conflicted National Vaccine Advisory Committee, National Vaccine Program, National Vaccine Program Office, and National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Whereas the 1986 Childhood Vaccine Injury Act was opposed by the vaccine injury victims. People didn't want this. The people didn't, but Kennedy's buddies did. Most notably, determined parents to stop harming our thoughts, DPT shot. Whereas the 1962 National Vaccine Injury Act's passage, though highly unpopular, was made possible purposely. Everyone listen, is the only way 
Kennedy got this through was bundling it with the more desirable health legislation for prescription drug exports as a part of public law. So they shoved it into another bill to get it passed to protect pharma companies. Whereas Ronald Reagan reluctantly signed the 1986 act prefaced by saying, quote, I have serious reservations about the portion of the bill that would establish a federal vaccine injury compensation program. Reagan didn't want to sign that part, but it was shoved into other parts that he was under pressure to sign, which was good stuff. As President Reagan had concerns that the act was removing liability away from the market forces, pharmaceutical companies, and into government bureaucracies. So they created a vaccine court <laughs> and they took it out of the judicial branch. It was a complete violation of the constitution. Thank you, Ted Kennedy. Whereas modern science and advances in the post-genomic era of systems biology and systems immunology starting in 2003, now inform medical research and practice for the need for precision and personalized medicine. One size does not fit all and the need for the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Whereas a modern science of the immune system reveals that current vaccine development methods are predicated on a grossly simplified and reductionist, which means looking at one single part of a problem, you know, like what I just shared with you, understanding the immune system, which are at best outdated and at worst junk science. Whereas there is no need to create further government red tape and bureaucracy for vaccine safety, which is what Robert Kennedy wants to do. Given the Food and Drug Administration already exists, we already have the FDA. Why create another regulatory bo uh, body booby? Ask him, because he wants to have a position. Whereas the current vaccine schedules recommended by the CDC requiring a one size fit all model were predicated not only on outdated junk science, but also from ignorance of an individual vaccine recipients genetic and epigenetic variations. Whereas the aforementioned laws have removed, this is the important point, what they have actually done, ladies and gentlemen, is they have removed your sovereign rights. That's what they've done. The Kennedys worked together from Ted Kennedy, uh, from uh, John Kennedy to uh, Ted Kennedy, and now Booby Kennedy to try to, he wants to do vaccine safety so he can get a position in the government. That's what he's about, preserving his family's legacy. That's the bottom line. That's the truth, right? Um, whereas the aforementioned laws have removed the sovereign rights of the healthcare provider patient relation between your sovereign rights between your healthcare provider in determining the right medicine for the right time for the right person as to if and what intervention, be it immunization or therapies, food and supplements should be delivered to the patient to ensure a resilient immune system. Therefore, this is what I'm proposing, everyone. Given that history, number one, the, the 1962 vaccination creating the fact the 1962 Kennedy Act, creating the Federal Vaccine Program Advisory Committee shall be repealed. We need to take that thing down. Not again, as, as I say, dilly dally around with these state legislators. Number two, the National Vaccine uh, Center for Immunization Respiratory Diseases shall be disbanded and all non-immunization activities moved out of the center because it has a conflict of interest. Number three, any and all vaccine manufacturers shall comply with the Food and Drug Administration FDA's regulatory process as required of pharmaceutical manufacturers such as phase one, phase two, phase three, clinical trials and safety and toxicity testing. Why do the Kennedys want to create another regulatory body? The FDA already exists. They are, they are created to make sure before a drug comes that's got to go through all this testing. Vaccines don't need to go through that. Booby wants to create another body in his buddies. That's to further have government intervention. What we need to do, everyone, is we need to just say, look, you already have the FDA, let them do the testing, okay?
Why, at least, why create another body? Four, the advisory committee on immunization practices shall be dissolved. Totally corrupt organization. Number five, the, number five, the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Act, creating the National Vaccine Injury Office, all those offices shall be repealed, notwithstanding the specific exemptions in section 12. And what I mean by that is there was one thing that was good in that, which was the new act will retain the following provisions of the 1962 Vaccine Act. A, the requirement of healthcare providers to, to give vaccine information statements, VIS, to their patients, parents, or guardians, which means what are the uh, adverse reactions, and B, the creation and ongoing maintenance of the vaccine adverse events reporting system. That's the only thing that should be kept, in my opinion, in this bill that I propose. Number number um, seven, okay? The number, number six, the National Vaccine Program Office uh, shall be dissolved. Number seven, the Assistant Secretary of Health should no longer retain the title of the Director of the National, National Vaccine Program. It shouldn't be there. It should be taken out of the government. We don't need it. Number eight, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, shielding vaccine manufacturers and healthcare providers from personal injury liability shall be disbanded. And number nine, and, and the next three are this, vaccine manufacturers, like any pharmaceutical manufacturer, will become liable for any injury caused by vaccinations they, they, they manufactured. That's the most important thing. That's what Ted Kennedy got rid of. A Kennedy, remember that. Section 10, Healthcare providers liability for vaccine injuries will be on parity, which means equal with the liability for any other medical interventions provisioned by the healthcare provider. And number 11, healthcare providers in consult with their patients, given the patient's particular needs and conditions, will solely make recommendations as to the medical interventions and our protocols to support the patient's immune system towards health and resilience. There you go, everyone. This is what we're talking about. These guys have had a lot of time and they haven't done jack for you. It takes a scientist, a worker like me and a worker like you to use our common sense. And what we need to do is to repeal the Kennedy 1962 Vaccination Act. That's what we need to do. There's, no, there's nothing else but that to do. Anything short of that is gonna lead us to total, total um, dead end and totally being manipulated again by another Kennedy. John Kennedy did it, Ted Kennedy did it, and Bobby Kennedy wants to do it. You know, do we want to go through that nonsense again? Is that what you want? And by the way, his nephew here, Joe Kennedy, is all for mandated vaccines. That's what he wants. So what I put together here that everyone one can see is that I'm gonna share this with everyone because everyone here should tell their friends in Massachusetts, not only to support our campaign for truth, freedom and health, not only to donate, not only to volunteer, but more importantly, this Monday, we need to set the example for the world, for the world, for this country, for the world, of what the right path to take. And that's right here. This is the right path. What we need to do is we need to end fascism. We need to end racism because this entire vaccination model hurts the poor. I'm not, when I say racism, I'm talking about attacks on the poor whites, poor blacks, poor people. Joe Kennedy, his wife, who Bobby Kennedy endorsed, is starting a nonprofit. That's what these rich people do. They start nonprofits to help the poor. And that nonprofit is going to be centers for wellness where your child can get vaccinated. Poor people. Okay. We need to fight for America. No first force vaccinations. I'll be giving a powerful talk at this. Then we're going to have a march and a rally. That's Monday, June 15th, 12 noon. Be there. Massachusetts State House. 
get the word out there. And you know what? We need to repeal the Kennedy 1962 Vaccination Act. That's at the federal level. That's what we need to do. Nothing else, not one inch, no compromise, period. Anything short of that is selling us out and anyone who's doing that is selling you out. There you go. That's what this is about, okay? And by the way, you're never gonna get the solution from a lawyer lobbyist. You're not gonna get the solution from a stupid, dull, dull big tree, okay? Who just wants to be a celebrity. He's a dope, okay? You're never gonna get it from him. He just wants to get views. He doesn't want guys like me in there. He's buddies with Robbie Kennedy. They're one little liberal elite racist clan of people who don't want a darkie coming in. Me and you, dark matter, which means people from the outside figuring this stuff out. They're fascists. They wanna preserve the Kennedy legacy. And it's time we all open our eyes wide, big, and realize that we need to repeal the 1962 vaccination program. If you're doing anything else, you're wasting your time. I'm an engineer, plum, I'm like a plumber and electrician, you know, very working class kid. I wanna go to the heart of the problem, common sense. We gotta repeal that act, it's old, it's based on fake science. And I challenge anyone, any scientist, to a debate on that. It's old science. One size does not fit all. We need the right medicine for the right medicine at the right time. Yes, Kennedy is psychotic. We need to repeal that act. John Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, Booby Kennedy, and you have Joe Kennedy here who wants to be president. Mandated vaccines, and all of them love Hillary Clinton, vaccine queen who's in bed with Bill Gates. That's what this is about. Jen, let's take some questions. Let's take some questions. Time to wake up, everyone. Time to wake up. You better drop Robbie Kennedy like a sack of whatever. He's garbage. He's a misleader. He tried to say, I'm a vaccine company. He's a, when I exposed him, this is first than that. He's, he's, he's follows Hitler's big lies. And by the way, everyone should go read John Kennedy's diary. He loved Hitler. He thought he was a legend. And he wrote how Germanic people were smarter than Latin people. Okay. That's going to come out too. Let's stop. Break, let's break the myth of Camelot. Okay. I'm sorry. The Kennedys do not own civil rights. They don't own America. It's enough time. We opened our eyes and got rid of this very, very Filthy clan of people who've held power for way too long, control poor people, black people, minorities, women, under this bullshit celebrity mystique. Enough of them, enough. And those of you who wanna follow them, keep doing it, but get out of our way. Question, Elaine LG says, what would you say to other people who actually believe they will get infected if I don't have the vaccine? Um, Great question. Let's talk about that. Okay. Great, great question. Uh, we're getting some calls in too. Let me, uh, hello, who's this? Yes. Uh, could you hold on one second? I'm going to put you on mute because I'm going to answer one question. Okay. If you are online, if you could put your question in online, that'd be great. Is that okay? Could you get online and type your question in? Well, I'm online right now. I'm, I'm doing a live stream. Go to either Twitter or Facebook or to YouTube. Thank you. Thank you.
So um, I'm sorry, Jen, could you put up that question? Oh, yeah, so the question is um, this thing, let's talk about this, okay? Let's use our common sense and let's, let's use science, all right? Take, take a room full of a thousand people. All right, thank you, Elaine LG. said, so take a room full of a thousand people. So what Elaine's asking is, the argument people make is, oh my God, if you don't get vaccinated, I'm, you know, um, uh, uh, you're gonna infect people. Okay, let's just take the ludicrousness of this nonsense, okay? Let's just apply basic common sense and science. You take a thousand people of a thousand, group of a thousand people, okay? Let's say, uh, you know, 900 of those people have been vaccinated, right? They got the vaccine. They've been vaccinated. And there are about 100 people say, I don't want to get vaccinated. Well, if you got vaccinated, that means you got the antibody. So if the other 100 people didn't get vaccinated, what are you worried about? Remember, follow science. If you got the vaccine and it works so well, that means you have the antibody. So that's that argument nullified. Now take the other example, which is a much more interesting one that is a follow-on that people bring up. You take a room full of a thousand people, let's say a hundred people are immunocompromised, which means their immune system is compromised, okay? Meaning that their body, that their body cannot even take a vaccine. So this is where the CDC, in collusion with the WHO and all these corrupt organizations, has created a herd immunity percentage, okay? So they say, get a thousand people, 100 people are immunocompromised, which means they can't get the vaccines. Therefore, to protect that minority of 100 people, because we're compassionate, which we all are, the, a percentage of the other 900 need to be vaccinated. And what they've decided is for different vaccines, they have different percentage levels of what percentage of that 900 people need to get vaccinated. And that's called a herd immunity concept. In the case of measles, they're saying 95% of those 900 people need to be vaccinated. Okay, so let's follow that through. So 95% of 900 is what? Can someone do the quick math? Uh, 45, four up there, 36, I'm sorry, 81, um, I think 855, okay? Let's say 855 people of the 900, according to that 95% rule, need to be vaccinated. Well, in order to protect that 100, all right? It's quite amazing. So now we go vaccinate the 855 people because the goal is if you mix around probabilistically based on probability models, mathematical models, you're gonna protect the other 100. Well, now imagine a generation passes and of those people who got vaccinated that 855, because a vaccine itself causes injury, let's say 10% of those people get vaccine injured. Well, now you got about 100 people are vaccine injured which means the next time vaccine round comes, now you have 200 people who are immunocompromised and out of those 800, you're gonna to have to vaccinate 95. Well, what's that? Well, that comes out to what is 95% of a, uh, uh, 800 people, 40, uh, 40, right? Plus four up there, 72, 760 people. So now 760 people of the 800, uh, need to be vaccinated. You see where this is going? And let's say another 10% get injured. You're gonna build more and more people who are gonna be immunocompromised and vaccine injured who can't get vaccinated. So basically what you're doing is taking healthy people and making them vaccine injured and they can't get the vaccine anyway, which means that you're gonna have to build newer and newer and newer vaccines, okay?
or addicted to vaccines. That's what this is about. It doesn't make sense. Here's a simple solution. Take the people, the original 900 who are healthy, boost their immune system, take the people who are immunocompromised. Okay, if you want them to isolate them, isolate them, quarantine them, and teach them how to boost their immune system. That's what we should be doing. That's science, right medicine for the right person at the right time. Their model is impose their will, their fascist will. And by the way, a lot of this is racist because most of these vaccines are tested on poor darkies, people like probably my cousins or someone else in India or people in Africa or pe poor people, poor whites and poor blacks, poor immigrants in this country. That's what they're doing. That's racism brought to you by the Kennedys and brought to you by the Bill Gates and the Hillary Clintons. All one big incestuous group of people. That's what they are. And by the way, a lot of them were friends with Jeffrey Epstein. All of them, in fact, were friends with Jeffrey Epstein. There's a picture of Bobby Kennedy hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Gates went to his island and the Clintons went there multiple times. All one big incestuous group. So the whole thing is based on fake science. And the problem they have is I have four degrees from MIT. And I can say that because I want to put it in their face. My research is in the area of immune systems. Wouldn't you think like bug tree and these people would want me to be a spokesman? No, because they're racist. They want to control the narrative. They're making money off solving back, fighting vaccines. They don't want to fight vaccines. They want to fight vaccine, you know, the one size fit all model as much as the Susan Komen Foundation wants to solve breast cancer. It's become a billion dollar foundation. It has nothing to do with solving anything. Because if they wanted to solve it, the only way is we need to eliminate that act, the Kennedy Act. My question, what would you say to other people who actually believe they will get infected if I don't have the vaccine? Well, let's follow that through. If they have gotten the vaccine, Elaine, what are they afraid of? Let them take the vaccine. Protect yourself. I choose not to get it. Okay, I'm willing to take a risk. That's my risk. I have that right as a human, sovereign human being. Anything else? I, yeah, I said bug tree. That's what he is. He's, he's a bogus bug tree. Steals all my stuff, doesn't give credit because he just needs content. He can't get it from anywhere else but me. Dr. Shiva, what the H is in the vaccine they want to give us? Is it like a GMO change our DNA kind of thing? Okay, look, great question, Jane. First of all, what is a vaccine? What is a vaccine? Well, a vaccine is attempting to do something natural just like drugs are attempting to do something that's natural. Look, when my grandmother, who had no degrees, would heal, she would take natural substances. She knew how to mix all these herbs, which were creating a synergy. Drugs, pharmaceutical drugs are active components, typically in a synthetic form, trying to mimic what natural products did, what food did, food is medicine. Similarly, vaccines are trying to mimic the natural immune process. In traditional cultures, we knew that when someone got sick, it was good to hang around them. It was good to get exposed to them because you immunize yourself. When an animal got sick in a farm with a village I grew up with, they would let the horse or um, uh, you know cow sneeze and they would give it to others because they wanted to immunize the, the, the herd. That's how you build herd immunity. Today, parents don't let their kids play out on the dirt. They hide their Johnny and they clean everything, over clean everything, and Johnny is immunocompromised. That's not how things are supposed to work. That's anti-nature. So vaccines are an attempt to do what nature did, which was to expose us. So what is a vaccine? They take 
the germ and they weaken it. It's called an attenuated virus, weaken it. And then they inject it into you. Now, when they did it, it wasn't working. Okay. It wasn't creating the immune reaction. Why? Because it wasn't going through the eyes and nose and turning on the innate, the interferon, all those systems I just shared with you. That's the natural way. So they said, shit, this ain't working. Let me add some other crap to it. Let me add aluminum. Let me add some, you know, fetal tissue. Let me add all this other stuff. Why? Because they wanted to create the inflammatory immune response. That's what they needed. And that's why all these other substances are, are, are added to create the immune response. When the way, so they're trying to mimic nature. When, why don't we just let people hang out? Why don't we boost people's immune system so they get a little bit sick, but they get strong? When you go to lift weights, initially you may feel soreness. Well, if you, you know, sort of, you know, uh, you know, uh, get afraid and leave, you're going to get weaker. But if you work through it, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. The idea is to boost the immune system. It's let's build community and boost immunity. No forced vaccinations. We got to repeal the 1962 Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy Vaccination Act. We got to get the pro-vaccine Kennedys out of the picture. They're part of the deep state establishment. Next question. Okay, this is what everyone right now, get on your Facebook, get on your Twitter, and make sure you see, go to our Twitter page, you go to our Facebook page, everyone out there, this is the mission that everyone's gotta do right now. We can't do it alone, I can't do it alone. Go right here, find this tweet, and retweet it right now. Everyone go there, if you're on Facebook, share it, Take you welcome to take that, push it out there. Tell everyone you know in the world who knows people in Massachusetts that we need to have a massive showing at the State House at noon on June 15th. And we're going to do a march and a rally. That's what we're going to do. But we need to go to the heart of the problem. We're not playing around with these corrupt state legislators. They're peons. They're peons. They have no power. They're all bought into pharma. We need to go at the federal level. Look, I'm running for Senate, it's a federal office. John Kennedy was president, federal. Ted Kennedy, senator, federal. This is Joe Kennedy who wants to mandate vaccines and push vaccines on you. He's in the Congress, federal. We need to make this a federal issue, not a state issue. That's what they want us to do. They want, they want to divide and conquer us. 50 people fooling around with Booby Kennedy. By the way, Booby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, charges money. He wants big money for you to come and speak. In Massachusetts, a bunch of very foolish people I like them a lot, but they're foolish because they still don't get it. Maybe they've gone into this racist trap. They bowing down to Kennedy, they raise money to invite that fool here. Don't invite this fool anywhere. Wherever he goes, he's a loser. He loses, loses, loses. We need to go remove, repeal the Kennedy 1962 Vaccination Act. That's the heart of the problem. Government should never have been involved in our health. This is where it all started, and this is where we need to do. Gus Ogg said, it's like they want a society of slaves and zombies, right? That's what the Kennedys want. Remember, go look at the Kennedys. A lot of people dying of drugs. Bobby Kennedy was a heroin addict. I'm sorry, this is their culture. Drink, drugs, take advantage of women. That's what they do. How do we fight the guidelines they're imposing on schools? Mask, distance, prison? <laughs> look. We need to build a movement. We need the right leadership. You need leadership like mine and others whose bottoms up. The masks do nothing. 
We need to build a bottoms up movement. You just saw, look, I believe black lives do matter. That is not BLM. Big difference. Black lives obviously matter. But Black Lives Matter is a wing of the Liberal Democratic Party. But what they have done is they know people are tired of stuff. Well, we need to take to the streets. Massive movement. And that is what we need to see because Massachusetts is where all of this started. John Kennedy, son of Massachusetts. Ted Kennedy, son of Massachusetts. Joe Kennedy, son of Massachusetts. It's here is a fight. We must win in Massachusetts. We need a massive movement. Tweet this, get this out to everyone you know. That's what we need you to do. Who paid for you to go to New Jersey? Nobody. Nobody paid me. Bobby Kennedy was paid. He brought in a whole bunch of people. Bug Treat was paid. No one paid for me, Richard. In fact, I drove down there on my rickety old car, my SUV, which is 18 year old SUV, with our own speakers. Bobby Kennedy came to a protest without any speaker's equipment. So did Del Bugtree. They're morons. They're absolute morons. Everything they do is for show and none of it has substance because this is substance. We need to repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. That's what needs to be done. Anything else below that is bullshit. You're all being taken advantage of by a bunch of liberal weenies. Dr. Shiva, this is Nazi agenda somehow. They want to change us into some kind of slaves. Jane, you said it. Look, this every point at some point in a generation's history, you come to this crossing point. Do you choose freedom or slavery? And if you choose slavery and if you want to be mom and if you want to not do what needs to be done, then don't cry. You choose your stupid leaders like Kennedy. Don't choose leaders like him. Choose leaders like me who've shown that I will fight I will die fighting for you. And we need other people to have that attitude in leadership positions. Not like talking, I want to help, but you know, this is bullshit, total bullshit. They're part of the Hollywood elite. They're part of the Kennedy elite. They're part of the Clinton elite. They're the Clinton Kennedy clan, KKK. That's what, that's what the new KK is. Kennedy Clinton clan with the Gateses, with all of them together. Exactly. That is the call of Dr. Shiva Adure. Repeal the Kennedy Act. Let's put in the Dr. Shiva Health Rights Act. That is the solution. That's what it is. Jennifer, tell all your friends in Massachusetts that we need June 15th is right here. We're going to begin the next American Revolution to end forced vaccinations because it's not just about vaccines. It's about liberty. Freedom or slavery, exactly, Nicole. That's what this is about. Look, I know what it feels to be a slave. You're looking at someone who's had to deal with racism all his life. I grew up in a caste system in India, which is racism on steroids. Every time I worked hard, I had to work 10 times harder than any, anyone else to get credit. And I see this in this vaccine movement. I do a lot of work. Robbie Kennedy gets jealous. Del Bigtree gets jealous. They got to hide the darkie. They don't want everyday people. They don't want people like me and you leading movements. It's gotta be for the Kennedys. Well, screw that. How do we handle the scare tactic by COVID-19 second wave garbage? This is how we handle it, Miriam. This is our slogan to handle that. Build community, boost immunity. Build community, boost immunity, build community, truth, freedom, and health. That's the truth. That's how we do it. We have to be able to give these guys a finger. I'm sorry. We can't be pussyfooting around anymore. No more.
No more. Let's make Massachusetts great again. Amanda Jane, let's do it. June 15th, D-Day, State House. We begin, we tell people what we really need to do. Thank you, Arthur. You stand for people. We all have to stand for each other. This is about freedom versus slavery. The Kennedys have been pro-vaccine, 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 pro-vaccine. Do not be deluded. Do not be subsumed by this bullshit Kennedy mystique. Dr. Shiva, question. My pharmacist said that wearing mask wearing has helped control the spread of COVID and has also lessened the cold, common cold this season. She is also on the list uh, for the experimental vaccine. Well, you know what? Let her take the vaccine, RC. Let her take all the vaccines. In fact, let her go experiment on it all day. I don't want it. I don't want to have to have it to travel wherever I want. That's a violation of fundamental freedom. No way. Let her take it. And you know what? It's absolutely not true. The masks, the size of the holes in the masks, and if you look at the aerosolized particle, it's like a mosquito going through a chain link fence. And furthermore, the only one that if you really want to hide it is the N95 and you wear that, you're going to develop other health problems. And by the way, we don't even know the other health problems that are developing mentally by creating this world of you know, pro-masks, mask wearers, non-mask wearers, you know? kneelers and non-kneelers. We're creating a divided society and none of it's based on real science. It's not, the, the cloth masks increase influenza-like symptoms by 13 times than the medical masks. And both the medical and the cloth masks, as you can go check out my videos, are completely useless. Useless. You look like a fool running with them and wearing these masks. It's amazing. By the way, you, you know, when I go out to Western Mass, working class people, when we do, no one wears masks because smart people know this. The dumb, educated, vulnerable, college educated elites are the foolish people. That's what's going on. It's creating masks versus unmasked. Okay. It's creating a society. It's about, it's a form of racism. That's racism. Putting you in boxes and they're going to say, oh, that person doesn't wear a mask. We got to get them. They're a rebel. They're a revolutionary. Forget your color. This, when I talk about racism, it's putting people in boxes and attacking the human race because they step out of their box. I'm not going to wear a mask. Good. Go throw them in jail. That's what this is about. What else? All right. So how I want to see as people are listening, how many people here, just tell me yes or no, uh, are, have tweeted this out, have shared uh, what I just shared here out. That's what we need. We need action. We don't need just words. We need action. People need to go do this now. Take today, tomorrow, Monday is a big protest. Get this out there, everyone, to people who you know in Massachusetts. We will be live streaming it. We'll be covering it. But we want to make this go global and big. Let everyone come. Heather, excellent. Excellent. Mark Lee, did you? Yes, great, Mark. Everyone, do this now. Facebook it on Instagram, Twitter, get it out there. We need to share, 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 share. June 15th, we need to repeal the Kennedy. That's where we need to bring the focus. The Vaccination Act of 1962 must disappear. It's the source of all the problem. Excellent, excellent. Everyone, I wanna see more yeses. Let's get this out there. Tweet it, reshare it, Facebook it, RT it. Thank you, Paula. Get it out there. This is for you. 
We cannot do this alone. We need everyone to get on this, wherever you are. You could be in New Zealand, I don't care, in Africa, Fiji, get it out there to everyone. All eyes must come down because Massachusetts is the Kennedy stronghold. This is where all the problems started. This is where all of it started and this is where we must end it, be it vaccines. By the way, on June 18th, three days after this, a wonderful Harvard professor wants to end homeschooling, okay? She believes that parents are danger to their kids. This is what Harvard and these institutions do. They are the centers of mind control and thought. They think you're stupid, that they're gonna protect you. This is what the Kennedys learned at Harvard. All of them went to Harvard, by the way. Harvard, 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 right? Harvard, Kennedy. By the way, people are taking down statues. I understand people, the BLM people are taking down statues. Why don't they take down Harvard? I don't see them tearing down Harvard. It's one of the most racist institutions on the planet. It's one of the most fascist institutions on the planet. You know why? Because all the liberal elites come out of Harvard and they're in bed with BLM. Black lives do matter. I, I think I'm gonna start an organization called BLD, you know, M, okay? Add the D, because they do matter. Not BLM, BLM is a wing of the liberal elite Democratic Party and the rhinos. So anyway, I think, <laughs> I think we get the point. We need to get this out there. We need to get it out there, bottoms up, out there everywhere. No forced vaccinations. And if they stop this, Facebook or Twitter and all these foolish people, we gotta call them out because they're fascists and they're racist and they're not for America, they're not for freedom. Because these vaccines are tested on poor blacks, poor whites, poor immigrants, poor people. That's what they're tested on. Janak said, Harvard equals China. Exactly. Chinese Communist Party owns Harvard. I'm, I am from India, respected doc. I appreciate your movement. Great, Janak, excellent. Get everyone out there. Look, we need to boost immunity, boost immunity, boost immunity. That's the real solution. It's not vaccinations, it's boost immunity. But if you wanna get vaccination, go for it, but don't force me. Sushil says the movement is needed to happen in India also. Look, India has a rich history of boosting the immune system. Even if you go to the prime minister's um, page, he I, I know he's listening to me. He started promoting boosting immunity with herbs and vitamins and food. That's what we need to do. We don't need the deep state solutions, which is vaccination top-down medicine. Yes, black lives do matter. They do matter. BLM is a wing of the Democratic Party. All right. Anyway, everyone, bottoms up. Bottoms up, get it out there. So I've given everyone, so if you want me to be the college professor, um, I've done that piece, but now everyone's got a homework assignment, okay? The homework assignment is get this out there, everywhere. We gotta get millions and millions of people knowing about this in this country, and I know all of you can do it. Push it out there hard, push it out there hard, okay? Push it out there. Anyway, everyone, be the light, be well. May God bless you all and let's be the light and fight, fight, fight. That's the only way to win, but let's focus our energies, go after the real problem. We must repeal the Kennedy Vaccination Act of 1962. We must recognize that Kennedys are pro-vaccine. They've been behind it from 1962, 1986, and today. They're not our friends. They should not be allowed to step foot into the real movement for medical freedom. Get rid of them. Thank you, everyone. Be well.